you are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. You should know that by now. You should come to expect that over here on Locked On Indians. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you. And before I was at Locked On, I wrote at 24-7 before they got rid of baseball and scout before they went bankrupt. Before that, I was at Indians Prospect into Indians Baseball Insider. And that is uh, kind of my road to hear. Those are the at least the paying gigs, not to mention many a blog or site here or there throughout the years. Uh, it, it's been a long road, and I thank you for joining me on my current iteration of it. We got a win. Uh, finally take one from the Astros. It had been a rough series. The Indians fought through this one to pick up the win. We'll talk about that. Uh, we have a undrafted free agent signing, so we'll talk about why they might have liked a player that they targeted. We'll talk about that player in general. And we'll just kind of see where the show goes from there. Let's be honest. Sometimes I plan things out and then I don't even get to all the pieces and parts. So let's just start with the game. Let's start with the win today. So Indians win 5-4. Uh, they had five runs on eight hits and an error. Four runs on six hits and one error for Houston. Uh, Brian Shaw gets the win because he blew the save. Don't you love baseball sometimes? Uh, yeah, because of him not pitching well, he picks up a win, which is always why pitcher wins are dumb. Like, There's no other way around that that is a dumb stat because if it was really all that worthwhile, you couldn't blow a game and then get rewarded with a win for it. That's just a sign that uh, it's, you know, a less than important stat uh, in general. So what happened with him? Uh, should we start with Shaw? He didn't walk anyone, which I know is the surprise based on what I've talked about on the show. It was a double, a ground out, and then a single that allowed the game to be tied up, and then a strikeout, then a line out. So that, that's what happened. And it's just the unfortunateness more of the double to lead things off, and then advancing base runners, and then one more base hit, allowing that tying run to come in. But it's okay because the Indians get one in the seventh to take the lead, and they would hold on to it for the entire game. Jose Altuve homered again in this one. (laughs) After two yesterday, he's up with 23. Kyle Tucker had a big home run. Uh, For the Indians, the Indians win this thanks to Cesar Hernandez home run, his 16th of the year, tying with with Franmo Reyes for second on the team so far this year. Just talking about the overall stats, let's just line up. When I do the looking at uh, how many uh, opportunities there were, so eight hits, three walks, that gives you a nice 11 to start with. Uh, hit by pitch takes you to 12, so they hit 12 and then the error, so 13. 13 opportunities as opposed to Houston, who had the six hits, no walks. Uh, and one error. So they they only had seven opportunities. Houston actually did really well with their limited opportunities to get four runs on those seven opportunities. 
Uh, that stands out. Uh, they, they actually probably got a bit lucky in getting those four runs in this one. Uh, part of that was Eli Morgan. So another solid, steady performance. Five innings, three hits, three runs, five strikeouts, two home runs. And that's kind of his story. He keeps giving up the home runs. Uh, very high home run rate. You know, None of the stat sites are going to be updated. But his continues to be... I'm betting it's approaching two, and that's kind of been his story. Uh, no walks, and that, I mean, that's been his story dating back to, like, probably peewee baseball, or I guess Little League is what that's actually called. Uh, the lack of walks. Just a few hits, but unfortunately, two of, the, two of his three hits left the yard, where this game wouldn't have been all that close. Uh, Mayton had... Made it a little bit interesting with his uh, error on a pickoff after a hit, and then Class A and Karen Chalk were nails those last two innings. Karen Chalk was save 11. It's definitely kind of this bullpen by committee. Uh, I'm curious to see how much they keep going with it. Uh, Class A does have the lower ERA. Karen Chalk, I mean, looks like he has the nastier stuff, but that's a very subjective way to evaluate pitchers. Who reached base twice in this one? Cesar Hernandez of the home run. Uh, Bradley Zimmer batting leadoff after, you know, me saying not nice things yesterday. So, of course, he, he rebounded today. And then Ernie Clement. What a job by Ernie Clement filling in at third base these past few days. Uh, he's going to get player of the game status again. Uh, had a big double that drove in a few runs. He goes two for three. Three RBIs. One strikeout. Uh... Really nice Houston series for Ernie Clement in general. I think you give uh, Cesar Hernandez, who had the game-winning home run, one of those other three stars. And then it just comes down to, can I give it to the whole bullpen? That feels like a cheat. If I don't give it to the bullpen, uh, and if I give it to the whole bullpen, then Shaw gets a, a part of it. I guess I'll give it to Karen Chalk because his was a save as opposed to a hold. It feels a little bit more valuable. I mean, the only tiebreaker would be I like that Karen Chalk only required five pitches. Class A only nine. It's kind of impressive, though, a five-pitch inning for Karen Chalk to get save number 11. That means the Indians are now three games over 500 and five games back in the wild card. Who's ahead of them in the wild card? It's very similar names. It's Tampa, Oakland. New York, Seattle, Toronto, the Indians, uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, who had some positive momentum, are now in the midst of a three-game losing streak, and that has fallen down uh, significantly. Uh, behind the Angels are the surging Tigers, who have won six in a row. Then you have your Twins and your Royals, your Rangers, who have lost eight in a row, and the Baltimore Orioles at the bottom. Uh, yes, that eight-game losing streak is currently the uh, the longest streak of any sort in baseball. I know there was some talk earlier in the year about uh, Aldis Garcia on a future podcast. We'll kind of talk about him, dive into that situation. Yes, the Indians could use a center fielder. Yes, he has put up some really interesting numbers. Yes, he was definitely someone who has cooled off significantly. Uh, let's kind of switch gears here uh, as I check the time. So Jose Ramirez, you know, he hurt his elbow, what, back on July 1st. Uh, since then, he has not played as well. He just hasn't been as effective when he has played. 
Uh, he has looked like a very different player out there with the bat in his hand. And then the Indians are just giving him time to rest in this series. Now, it's, it's a huge loss for the Indians. That it's, you know, loss, kind of quotation marks that no one can see because it's a podcast. Because we don't know. Is it just, you know, a few games here? Is this going to extend? Uh, it's, let's see, he last played on Monday. and Yeah, Monday the 19th. So he has just not played the last two days since then. He played the entire series against uh, Oakland. But when you sit there and you take out the one like high-end bat they have, like Fran Mel Reyes has been great, but he's not in that class that Jose Ramirez is in. It's rarefied air that Jose Ramirez is in. So what should the Indians do? A lot of that comes down to, you know, I'm sure... It's a situation where his elbow feels wonky. You know, he banged it weird trying to, on the, was it Michael Brantley maybe, uh, who had the hit where he, he dove and it hasn't been quite the same since. I'm sure they've done many x-rays and MRIs and all that stuff and no sign of anything. Uh, if there was a sign of anything, I'm sure he would have been on the DL and they would have let him rest since that's not the case and they're just giving him a few days off. I'm assuming it's the minorest of situations and they're just hoping that it'll kind of correct itself but if he's going to miss an extended period of time or if he is unable to play third I mean doesn't that make it Nolan Jones time we're going to talk a little bit about Nolan Jones in the next part of our show here but first let's kick it to our sponsors and uh, hear about the great people who help keep this show on the air RockAuto.com. I, I, there's nothing more I can say at this point in time about Rock Auto. Uh, you know, with the ever increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible to for your local chain auto parts are to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the pointless and seeming intimidating questions? Is it an LX? Is it an EX? Uh, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? For instance, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is 353 from the chain, 216 at Rock Auto. It's a family owned business serving do it yourselfers for 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And make sure you let them know that Locked On sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cutting pouches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients, and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine available. If you... Oh. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded Chew. And right now, Fully Loaded Chew is offering the Locked On Indians listeners a special offer. You can go and try a can for a buck. That's right, just $1. Go to FullyLoadedChew.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, just a dollar and free shipping if you use the code locked on at checkout. The next time you go for a dip, make it fully loaded chew. Fully loaded chew. 
gmail.com. Okay, listeners, so this is important. I really need feedback right now because I had something kick on in the basement. And uh, in the summertime in particular, the air conditioning kicks on. And that will sometimes make it where uh, I delay and sit there and wait for it to turn off for a long period of time. So I need to know, is it annoying when I talk? Is it annoying just in the background? Is it annoying at all? How badly can you pick it up? How bad is the sound from the air conditioner? I need feedback. I need to know. Because if it's not bad, if it's no more annoying than my cat that you're also hearing being obnoxious, then that would be okay. Or, you know, then if not, I gotta just wait through and take longer to record. So I need the feedback of the listeners. Please, 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 feedback on this one. Let me know how bad it is, how annoying it is, or if you just can't hear it at all, which... I'm pretty sure you can because I can see that it changes the sound in the file. But please, feedback is appreciated. So we mentioned Jose Ramirez is beat up. Uh, let's say it gets to a point where he needs to DH a little bit more. I mean, Fran Mill did play a game in right field today, right? He was in the outfield in today's game. Uh, he didn't finish there. Daniel Johnson came in, but we did see him out there. And maybe they put him out there knowing that Jose Ramirez is going to need a little bit of time uh, at DH if he is not fully up to health. So you could enter a situation where you have Zimmer in center, Reyes in one spot, Harold Ramirez in the other, first baseman being Bobby Bradley in DH is Jose Ramirez. So that all sets up where, you know, how is Nolan Jones doing, right? Because if you need a third baseman, the top prospect in the system would make sense. The guy who is at AAA, the guy who started out really rough but has improved month by month down there. So let's talk about overall where he is performance-wise. So over the course of 2021, he has had 63 games, 255 plate appearances, he has hit six home runs. He's walking 13.7% of the time, striking out 32.2. Bat pip of 339, though. So, again, the bat pip is showing positive contact skills. Average 229 on base, 349, slugging 416. Uh, runs created plus of 106. So, a little bit above league average in a very hitter friendly park. And as you might recall, he struggled early on. I was going through and looking at it. Back in, uh, side note, the thing shut off, so this gives you an opportunity to hear the difference in sounds between on versus off. Back to the discussion of Nolan Jones. Under 650 in May for OPS. Uh, jumps up to almost 900 in May. He's sitting around 780 right now in the month of July. So definitely performing, you know, not as well as he did in June, but the, the course of the year he has performed better and better throughout when you're looking at his performance. He still isn't hitting lefties. That's it's still going to be an issue for him going forward. But as a player, uh, I think you're a lot more confident, let's put it this way, giving him an opportunity than you were you know, when we discussed this idea back in April and May when the Indians were really searching for answers. Side note, Gabriel Arias, you know, the player I think is the centerpiece in the Coventry trade, the player who uh, skipped double-A, and went right to AAA, his is up to 100 runs created plus even. He is up to an average one. While all of 21 years of age in AAA, young for the level, 
just saying, he's already got, you know, graded out as an elite potential glove. Uh, and, and then he's doing that stuff uh, production-wise. I thought it was also interesting that the speed score, I don't really know what that curtails at uh, Fangraphs, but they gave uh, Nolan Jones a 5.1. That puts him just a shade below <laughs> Arias and Daniel Johnson, uh, significantly higher than, say, like Connor Maribel and Owen Miller. Uh, and significantly below Oscar Mercado. I don't know how they get to that one. That's what I'm not familiar with. But it is interesting that, you know, you look at that and you think it's got to be something with ground covered in the outfield and just potential to play there uh, is at least how my mind jumps. Now, if you call him up, you're looking at a player with his profile, it could be very ugly. Let's be honest. When you're striking out over 30% of the time, uh, that windmill approach can be something that... Makes it a bit difficult. Uh, you're betting on the power. Now, the power is still developing. That's, that's, that's probably, you know, the, the elephant in the room. He is still kind of growing into his frame. And the power is, you know, raw power is probably a 70-grade tool. In-game power is probably closer to plus. It's probably closer to a 60-grade. But he could have truly monumentous power if he really, you know, continues to bulk up and kind of can tap into it a little bit more. Uh, at some point, he's going to get the call up. We will see Nolan Jones in Cleveland, but the longer Jose Ramirez is beat up, the more opportunities there are for Jones. Uh, like I said, but they had to add both him and Arias to the roster. Now we don't have the huge forty-man roster in August. It goes up to what, like twenty-nine, maybe twenty-eight. Uh, either way, it's not a big jump. They're likely to load up on pitchers, so it's not like we're going to just naturally see both these players call it up come August. But Nolan Jones in particular, I think, is a bat that makes sense, especially uh, if Jose Ramirez is going to uh, miss any amount of time. I appreciate the yeoman work of Ernie Clement these past few days. He has been a bright spot. He just doesn't have the tool set for me to see that as a continuing trait for him, and uh, even, even though he's had very limited opportunities and he's had two really strong games in a row, I mean, he's still got like an OPS of 588. He's still, for the most part, struggling when he goes out there. And again, I appreciate everything Clement's done, but the ceiling of Jones is just so much higher. So yeah, I mean, he's just it makes sense to keep your eyes there. Uh, it could also make sense, honestly, to call up uh, Jimenez and let Rosario play third. Uh, you know, Cesar Hernandez just keeps hitting home runs and maybe he keeps increasing his value. I just don't think this team is going to be good enough to get one of those wild card spots. And that just leads me to think if you can trade Cesar and get something and get something that doesn't need to be added to the 40, man, uh, it makes sense. If you can give away Eddie, give away Eddie. If you can give away Roberto Perez, I'm all for giving him away as well at a very low price because I think... Neither of them will be back in a year. Uh, and hopefully, if they do something with monetary savings, that will help them spend for next year. Uh, no guarantee with that, but in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe if they can save a little bit here. And with the fact that this season, in terms of attendance, was able to open up very quickly, the amount of fans and just fans there in general, I'm just I'm hoping that combination will uh, allow the Indians to, uh, to spend a little, and maybe a minority owner. You know, that's come up with, with The Athletic of late. We're going to take another sponsor break, and we're going to come back and talk about the newest Indians edition on Drafter Free Agent Zach Fascia.
Our sponsor this time is Bet Online. The Indians have that upcoming series against Tampa. Let's see what Bet Online has as the Indians line for their matchup tomorrow against the Rays. Remember that when you go to betonline.ag, our official sponsor for all things like this, uh, use that promo code locked on to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. So we have Luis Patino, the former San Diego pitching prospect, traded for an ace caliber starter with some health issues, going against Cal Quantrell, the former San Diego prospect, traded for an ace starter with health issues. Uh, in this one, the Indians are getting the run and a half, a negative 125. Uh, money line to the 105 for the Rays. The money line, I'm sorry, is 139 for the Rays, 129 for the Indians. The over-under is nine runs. Currently, the uh, the under is even, you know, plus 100. The under is negative 120. If you like either of those numbers, go check out Bet Online today, and you can put your money on for that uh, game tomorrow with the Rays and the Indians. They're our official sponsor for all of these things. I am not the smartest person, but I can see right now with a betting slip, straight, parlay, teaser, if bet, my bets, so many things you can do. If this is your game, go to betonline.ag, promo code locked on, 50% bonus on your first deposit. Who doesn't want free extra money to play with? Betonline.ag, promo code locked on. So if you're someone who fast forwards to the ads. I get it. I, I'm that person. Maybe I shouldn't admit to that, but I am. That's just part of the, the thing for me when it comes to podcasts. But I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention that I did find it very humorous that tomorrow's matchup is former San Diego pitching prospects, both traded for uh, pitchers with injury histories when you have Patino versus Quantrell uh, for that Tampa series. Should we do a quick compare? Let's talk about Zach Fascia first. I'm probably butchering his name. He's was announced. He has been added to the Indians. The you know the Dreamers League, I think is what they're calling that. Uh, it's like where Mahoning Valley has a team now. That league itself announced the signing. The Indians have not yet. Uh, Fascia is fascinating. I know it's terrible wording. But here's a kid who was, and I say kid, he was a high school prospect back in 2016. So he could have been drafted, I'm sorry, the 2017 season. Is that right? Uh, no, he was coming out of high school in 2016. So I'm not sure uh, exactly what happened with his in-between year. Then he had a year at Indians Hill Community College where he actually pitched as well. Had a very strong year in 2018. Was actually drafted by the Mets in the 37th round. He went to Purdue, and he was a starter for, out of the gate at catcher for them. Uh, started in 2019, 2020, 2021. Doesn't strike out much, doesn't walk much, no power, some good contact skills. Uh, you know, his write-up was that, you know, he's a good athlete. This is dating back to high school. Good athlete, not much pop. You know, it, And since he was a Canadian kid, he was actually very young for his high school class. He was... Uh, a very young player in his draft class. So even though we're talking about someone who just finished a, you know, his bonus senior year, he he's still only 22 years of age. Like he's younger than some of the Indians pitchers, uh, 
in the draft class who still had more eligibility. I do not believe he still is someone who has eligibility, though he might, because it might have been a red shirt plus that. No, this doesn't list a red shirt. So I'm, I don't know. But he's, you know, what he is is he's a catcher who has good contact skills. So he is, the Indians do like those contact skills. Uh, you can never have too many catchers. They let go of a few catchers in system. We talked about Josh Roulette. Uh, ooh, I don't want to get myself in trouble. I, I want to say he's another one of the Kansas State players that they've drafted through the years. But the, the Indians are always recycling catchers, trying to find anything. Uh, Canadian kid young relative to a senior. Uh, didn't do a whole lot in the Big Ten, but you're looking at cold weather bat, cold weather player, Purdue isn't exactly a hot spot when it comes to the draft. So maybe they see a little bit more you can get there. Maybe they see some additional development. Uh, you know, you got to take a second and at least, you know, give the moment in the sun to uh, a player that they have added to their minor league system. So let's do a quick compare. Going through position by position, Indians versus Rays. I feel like this is going to be one of our ugly ones. Uh, I keep, you know, it's funny. I did this every series a year ago and people loved it. So of course, what did I do? I forgot to do it often this year. So let's just start at catcher. Mike Zunino uh, has been hurt. He has been inconsistently and his playing appearances due to that. That means Francisco Mejia is, you know, also part of that. Uh, So over the course of this, I mean, I think either way, with the way the things have shaped up for the Indians, it, it's a net win for the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, Mejia or Zunino is probably going to get more than what Hedges and or um, Roberto Perez can give. Moving over to first base. Tampa's got uh, G. Manchoy. The Indians have Bobby Bradley. Over the course of this year... I'm tempted to go with Bradley. Choi is just like your kind of boring, reliable bat. He He's not particularly great. He's not particularly bad. He's just there. He does have a 121 runs created plus this year. Almost no power to speak of. On base of 379. It's all on base. <sighs> he's just getting on base at a great clip. I'm going to still lean into Bobby Bradley. So we're looking at a tie. Moving to second base. Uh... Interesting that they have Joey Wendell listed here over at Fangraphs at second base. He hasn't even played there. He's played one day this week because it's the Rays. And, you know, they've, uh, didn't they option? Yeah, they optioned on Vidal Brujan. So your second baseman, what, Wander Franco is played some there. I mean, they have all these great utility guys, so they all kind of play different spots. Uh, we've seen Taylor, Taylor Walls is kind of, been the setup at shortstop. Uh, great defender. The bat hasn't been there this year. Uh, the rest of, like I said, second base is just odd because it, it's almost a different player every day. Uh, Friday was Wendell. Uh, Saturday was Wander. Uh, let's see. Bruhan was Sunday. Monday was Brandon Lowe. Tuesday was Bruhan. And Wednesday was Bruhan. But Bruhan is not on roster anymore, or he would be the player I'd consider their second baseman. Uh, since they do not have a defined second baseman, advantage Indians. There we go. Moving to shortstop. 
Walls has been a great defender, but offensively it's been pretty ugly. So advantage Indians again. Indians advantage on the infield. Third base. Now, this is where Joey Wendell, uh, I'm considering him a third baseman, all-star Joey Wendell, uh, with Jose Ramirez being a bit gimpy right now and not playing, that's an advantage raise for this series. Uh, I talked about I would never say that anyone had an advantage at third base, but in this situation when you're dealing with an injury, advantage raise. Uh, DH positions, might as well compare. You got Meadows versus Franmo Reyes. Right now, in terms of performance, I feel like that's a wash. I, I, Fran Mill has been playing so well. I'm washing it out. So let's move to the outfield. Uh, Brandon Lowe is technically their right fielder. Uh, for the Indians, the player who's played the most games in right field of late has been Daniel Johnson. Uh, that's advantage Rays. So if I'm going through the infield now, I believe that means it's all tied up, right? Catcher, first base, cancel out. Second base, shortstop, get canceled out by third and left. Moving to center, uh, Bradley Zimmer. And his performance versus Kevin Kiermeyer, And his performance, I feel like it's... Is it maybe a wash? I mean, Zimmer's playing better of the two of them of late because he had that really great week against Oakland. Uh, I feel like whenever I hear from Tampa fans, they, they're always not very big fans of Kiermaier anyways. And he's definitely you know, he's 31 years of age. And when your skill is defense and speed, uh, aging is going to be more pronounced on your game. Moving to left field, Randy Rosarenia versus Harold Ramirez, advantage raise. So that gives them a one-point advantage just going through position players with two toss-ups. Pitching-wise, so in this series, Patino versus Quantrell, Fleming versus Plesak, Rich Hill versus J.C. Mejia, Ryan Yarbrough versus Tristan McKenzie. I'm sorry, starting pitching is pretty ugly for the Indians. You go through, uh, the Indians are lucky to not have to face Shane McClanahan, who has been really good for the Rays. Uh, getting Fleming is is a bonus, getting... Uh, Yarborough is a bonus, but Indians pay. I, so I think they have the advantage in the first one. I'd rather have Quantrill right now than Patino, just because Quantrill's got a little bit more of a track record, long-term Patino, obviously. Plesak over Fleming, so that's two advantages. Hill over Mejia, Yarborough over McKenzie. It's another toss-up in terms of the pitching matchup. So then that leaves us with bullpen. And the bullpen's pretty beat up for them, but it has also been really good of late and pretty solid over the course of the whole year, just in terms of depth. And one of the few teams, the Indians have more exciting ceiling pitchers, uh, but the depth with Diego Castilla, Peter Fairbanks, Andrew Kittridge, Colin McHugh, Jeffrey Springs, Matt Whistler, all of those players have pitched well for them this year. Uh, Drew Rasmussen is an interesting player who just... You know, they was the centerpiece of the Willie Adames trade, and he's still another piece in that pen. You look at that all together, it's a really interesting pen. Uh, another toss-up for me, because the Indians, again, the back end is better for the Indians. Depth is better for the Rays. The Diego Castilla has been filthy this year in terms of his production. So, it, 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 advantage Rays. 
you know, the, the, the depth, and they do have some good back-end arms. So we're going to say that there's a two-point advantage in the Rays. Uh, overall in this series, I consider tomorrow's game very even. Uh, if I was going to bet online, that's not where I'd see. I see a f- strong advantage for the Indians on Friday. Uh, Saturday, he has just been so up and down. Uh, I think advantage Ridge Hill. And Sunday, again, you have McKenzie, who's been either really good or really bad. So I would think it's it's advantage for Rays. The, your hope as an Indians fan is a split. Honestly, that is my hope for this series. And tomorrow we'll talk about uh, the Thursday game. We'll talk about that matchup. We'll see how the matchup of former San Diego prospects goes. Uh, I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Locked on Indians podcast. Remember to rate and review, download daily. I mentioned it at the start of the week, but it is important. We cracked the top 100 baseball pro- podcasts. We got up to like 81 last week, and the draft certainly helps my numbers. I understand that, but come on, Indians fans. Let's help me out. Let's let's get up a little bit more. The uh, the Cleveland side of things in the locked on area is not the most represented. So uh, any and all help in terms of your downloading daily. Uh, here's what I do, honestly, to help myself. Uh, I download my podcast. I put it on play, and I turn off the volume, and I have that happen while I'm doing other things, and not actually using my phone. Uh, I mean, I prefer if people listen. If everyone did that, it would be a very sad podcast. But uh, if you can't listen, uh, that is just a simple, easy, free way to help me out. Uh, but again, I've been Jeff Ellis. This is the Locked In Indians podcast. Thank you to all the fantastic fans out there. I appreciate that Like 99% of my reviews are positive. I see from the other hosts that is not the case. And then I also appreciate how kind everyone is in the interactions, especially because I'm a human And I know I am probably making a gazillion errors in terms of pronunciation, word choice, and all of that through the course of a show. So thank you all. Uh, And for the next year, maybe two, go Tribe.